Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters out there across the world, um, even in the United States. I just want to let you know that um, well, this is an episode of um, Unashamed Ministries. I wanted to let uh, let you know my name is Pastor Eugene. I'm 25 years old, a 25 year old pastor, and uh, just to give you a little bit of testimony, I used to be an ex drug addict, um, gangbanger. Uh, at 10 years old, I used to get into a lot of trouble, get locked up for almost three years. Uh, half of my teen life and then one day one day I entered the victory home a victory outreach place non-profit organization uh, the Lord Jesus Christ saved me through that place I was in hell for three days and this the supernatural experience that I experienced in my life it changed me and opened my eyes differently and they and got baptized there became a born again and you know and the best opportunity, the best thing I can tell you is about myself is that I don't regret accepting Jesus in my life. I never met a man, a Christian man ever, ever, ever regretted having Jesus in their life. And so the best thing I can say is that I take no regrets and it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. And so I just wanted to share a, a very powerful message that the Lord was telling me. Um, I work at a, I work at a call center. For internet, cable, and, and telephone. And I was sitting at my desk and I was just getting fed in the word of God. I was reading Proverbs 1. That's the topic. But Proverbs 1, 10 through all the way to 19. And what we're going to learn about is that, um, is do not consent. So what does it mean, do not consent? So a lot of people, well, I was sharing that to them. Like, well, what do you mean? Kind of like brief me in. About what does it mean to not consent? What did, what should I not consent into? And I'm going to share it with you. But before I'm going to share it with you, I'm going to open up in prayer. And that the Lord Jesus Christ uh, open up your hearts. That the Holy Spirit, His Holy Spirit will move upon you. That there be any conviction, you know, at the end of this, at the end of this teaching, I, I want to say a prayer for you. To prepare your heart, prepare your ears to listen spiritually and your eyes to be open spiritually. I'm not talking about the physical. I'm talking about the spiritual, uh, your soul, your, your, your living source and what you're going to be on the other side. And so let's go ahead and bow our heads. Let's go ahead and open a prayer and prepare our hearts for the Lord. Let's come before Jesus. Father God, I come before you in the name of Jesus in your holy precious son's name. Uh, we thank you for your Holy Spirit, Jesus, as it says in your scriptures, you, you promised us the comforter. And we thank you for the comforter. And that's the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you come in this place and you open the hearts of your people. People that are hurting. People that are across this world. And I pray over the Middle East and for those who are going to be listening. I pray over their lives, God, that this teaching, this equipped tool will be benefited for their life. In the name of Jesus, I pray, touch their hearts tonight, Lord. Amen. Amen. So let's go ahead and uh, the topic is called do not consent. So if you have any type of like pen or, or a notepad, be free always. Thank you, Jesus, to always write notes because it's always good to jot down what you learn. Because I've always been encouraged to, to jot down what I learned. Because so when at the end of that, you can see and go through the scriptures uh, in the chapter of what we're going to be learning about uh, do not consenting is and it's going to help you. It's going to help you in the long run. This is free 99. The debt has already been paid by the blood of the Jesus, by the blood of Jesus Christ and the cross. Okay, so the topic is do not consent. Proverbs 1, 10 through 19. That's, that was a scripture for today. 
Amen. And so an an introduction is about being careful around you, surroundings, being cautious, accept wisdom, instruction and correction. Context, uh, Proverbs 1, 10 through 19 and verses, uh, one, uh, one, ch- uh, chapter 10 through 14. And then the point one is do not consent to sin. And if you want to write that down, you can. It's called do not consent to sin. And so we're going to read the scripture. Amen. And so this is what the word of the Lord says. And the word of God says, my son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. If they say, come with us. Let us lie in wait and wait to shed blood. Let us lurk secretly for the innocent without cause. And verse 12 says, if you you have a Bible, follow along. Thank you, Jesus. Let us swallow them alive like Sheol and whole like those who go down to the pit. We shall find all kinds of precious possessions. We shall fill our houses with spoil. Cast in your lot among us. Let us all have one purse. So I'm going to pause there between those scriptures. So I'm going to read. I'm going to go back and we're going to read the very first verse on it. See, the Lord is telling us, my son, he's speaking to mankind. Amen. He's speaking to man and woman, both children, everybody in this world. He is speaking this beautiful letters, love letters to the people. And he says, my son, if if sinners entice you, he says, do not consent. Do not consent means do not give in. Do not give in. Because if you give in, there's a consequence. If you entice into the sinful acts of those who love sin and lust, pride, and all the things of the flesh. If you fall into that enticement, it'll cost you a dearly. And the, it's a price that... Man, that you you would should have paid, but Jesus paid the price. But I'm going to tell you what the consequence is when you entice and consent and be enticed into being in consenting into the sinful act. And that expectation, brothers and sisters, and those who are who are out there that don't know Jesus yet, is expectation is death. Amen. The expectation. Is death. You can write that down. Expectation when you live in the sinful way is death. And so, and then in 11, verse 11 says, If they say, come with us, let us lie and wait to shed blood. Let us lurk secretly for the innocent without cause. You see, there's a lot of those who grow up in life. You see, this this subject, I, I want to relate to it, and I want to tell you why. What I got out of this, and you can, and I've seen it in different translations. That's the beauty of it about the manuscripts of the Bible. It's written in different manuscript translations. You can Google search it. You can find out how much translations of the Bible there is and the manuscripts. And you, man, I'm surprised. It is, it's like beautifully increased a lot. And so... This talks about, for me, I used to be in the gang. I used to be in that, in that life, you know, growing up in the hood with the cholos and the cholas and, and growing up in the Mexican gang called the Sur. Sur 13 was, uh, was part of the Mexican mafia gang. And growing up in life, living under that logo, when I was 10 years old, I wanted to be like those dudes. 
I wanted to be affiliated. I wanted to be accepted. Mama and Papa never loved me. Dad was a, my dad was a, was a drug dealer, alcoholic, cocaine addict for the cartels. And my mom was a, was a, was a meth addict. And so to not, to try to turn my way to find love, I found the love of the world in a gang. And when I read these scriptures, it's what it talks about to me. It's, and for though it may not talk about like that for you, but thank you, Jesus, is you can take this apart and apply it to your life and what it means to you. But let it, let the word of the Lord apply it and open you spiritually to see in your life, what, why does it apply? And you see, I learned a lot to not be enticed by the gang life. I started to see it when I came to the Lord. I started to see why, why, what caused, what were the consequences? What was it leading to me when I enticed into the sinful acts of sinners? Of those who love to sin, who don't care, who are careless in their ways, who walk crooked in paths, who wait to hurt people that don't deserve that. You ever, you ever feel like in a situation you don't deserve to get slapped by some type of stranger? Nobody deserves that, right? Amen. Nobody deserves to be treated like crap even at their job. And see, the thing is, for me, I used to be like this types of people. I used to pursue and, and, and evil and haste. So hasteful, hasteful, the definition of hasteful. We'll get into that and I'll let you know the definition of haste. And see, the thing is, I had no mindset to stop and think. To stop and think of my ways and what I'm doing and what's going to happen to me. I was so easy to make haste to sit and go into that direction with those kind of people. And you see, I'll tell you, in the gang life, they don't love you. They don't care for you. They hate you. They, they don't want to see you in any way. They don't want to see you grow. They'll delay you. They'll destroy you. They'll hurt you. They'll kill you in every way they can. And you see, the thing is, Lying in wait to shed blood and let us lurk secretly to uh, the innocent without cause. I used to rob people. I used to break in people's houses. I used to steal their money, steal whatever is valuable. I used to uh, have a very easy anger problem. I used to hurt people without even thinking. I hurt them without cause. You ever been? You ever been treated without cause? You ever been treated so poorly without an explanation? You ever been pushed around or hurt or kicked or abused without cause? That's how the wicked, the wicked sinner always shows himself. The enemy entices you. And how does he entice you? Is by smiling fake faces. People that act like they love you, but they don't love you. And they're gonna and they teach you so much deception. So much contaminated love. And see, in point one, this is what the Lord told me, and this is what I put down, and it says, so point one, do not consent to sin. See, God is telling us in areas in our, in our walk with Christ, see, walk with Christ. See, even when you give your life to the Lord, you're still going to learn to not consent and to be enticed by sin. That's going to, you know, let me tell you something. The spiritual warfare is just getting started when you give your life to Jesus. 
You think it, the struggle is real, the way people say it in the world, oh, the struggle is real. Living a lifestyle for Jesus, my brothers and sisters, is a lifestyling struggle. It's a lifestyling struggle. We get kicked, we get smacked, we get talked down to about our life and, and, and that what we're doing is wrong. Well, I'd rather rebel against the sinful acts that I was doing. I'd rather rebel against that than rebel against God. And you see, God is telling us in our areas, our work with Christ, we must be aware of sin and people who are heading towards destruction. See, I'm not, I'm not putting you all down. I'm, let, I'm encouraging you and I'm correcting you and loving, loving you. I'm a sinner myself. And I, I am no better than anybody. But I'm, I choose and make a choice every day to not partake in any cup of demons. I only, partake in the, I only partake in the cup of Christ. One table with all those who follow Jesus. But I'm not a hypocrite in a way of that's going to put you down because you made a mistake. The best thing is when you make a mistake, learn from it. It's not a lot. It's not a life sentencing. It's a learning lesson to not do it again. So it takes a loving father to step in and to die on the cross for us and to open our eyes and our hearts and our ears. So we understand why we're doing the things we're doing. So do not consent to the enemy what he has to offer. It's a rotten deal. It's such a rotten deal. You ever go to a car lot? Let me talk about cars. Come on, somebody. I'm going to talk about cars. You all know those who love those rides, huh? You want to get that sweet deal of that ride, huh? But let me tell you, you got there's some of those crooked, crooked dealers out there for cars. They want to set you up in a car. Now, y'all, man, you should get this car, man. It's a really good deal. And they have you sign away without even looking at the instructions. Without even looking at the detail of what you're signing into. That happens in the business corporation. That happens in stock markets. Why do you think so many stock stock marketing is very dangerous? You lose everything. It's like gambling. It's like going to the casino. But I encourage for those, don't go, don't go gambling in your life. It'll cost you dearly. Uh, I just want to put it out there. I just lost a buddy of mine in Mexico. He was killed by the cartels. He was, I seen an article of his body lying there. I just found out today that I lost two buddies of mine because of the ways that being enticed into sin, enticed of debt to the wrong people. I sat to sit there and cry and pour up my tears to God and, and saying, I shouldn't tell the Lord it's not fair because, you know, the Lord just judges fairly to everybody. But it broke my heart to see that my, my uh, a good friend of mine, you know, yes, I love him no matter what, you know, but to see him go like that out of life without Christ. I asked the Lord, I pray, Lord, that if he got to know you at one point in your life, in his life here, I, I pray that if he ever took considering to accepting your son in his life, maybe this would have never happened to him. But it talks, see, it's, it's what happens when you consent to drugs and alcohol or pornography or sex or bad relationships. You got to make a choice to not consent or consent. But take clearly of the, the, the piece of paper. It's like 
The enemy shows up with such rotten deals and all you see is money signs. But when the Lord gives you something better to offer and he wants you to look at it. Look, my son Jesus Christ died on the cross. Read John 3.16. Amen. Would you accept my son Jesus? Yeah, I see it right there. It's written in red. Thank Jesus for red letters of consenting into giving my life to him. Then giving, then, then not, then consenting into the enemy's lies. You see, it says, who follow more of sin. You see, this is the enemy. This is what I was just reading on point A. For those who, who are following destruction. Who follow more of sin and the enemy than God. You see, who, who follow more of sin and the enemy than God. See, people consent more into the enemy's footsteps than God. They, they follow more to the enemy of consenting and, and what he has to offer. So they're enticed. Once they give fully consent, the enemy already has them in lies. And point B, it says in point one of do not consent to sin is where I'm trying to tell you is let your yeses be yeses and your noes be noes. But so what does that mean, Pastor Eugene? It's meaning yeses of yeses for the good reasons. Amen. Let your yeses be yeses for the good intentional reasons. And what's intentional reasons? It's turning from sin. Let your yeses be yeses when the Lord tells you, hey, I overcome the world. Hey, I beat temptation. Yes, Lord, you did. Okay, so don't consent to sin. Remember me. Remember what I did. Remember what I did on the cross. Do not consent to the devil's footsteps. So let your yes be yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Everything I say that the Lord tells you. Yes, Lord. I will serve you, Lord. I will pray, Lord, when temptation comes. Because you will provide the way of escape. So when the enemy shows up with the... You ever seen... You ever had a, 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 a salesperson come up to your doorstep? Knocking on the door. Hey, I got something to sell you. I want you to take consideration what I have to offer. But why is it that so many people out here... Can so fully consent into like um, these good offered deals, but when it comes to Jesus, when it comes to Jesus wanting to consent with you, uh, when God sent His Son on the cross to die for you, you don't want to take consideration and consenting in your life to giving to Christ. It's a very good question, isn't it? A very good something to think about. You should chew on that for a little bit. Write that on a note too if you have to. But the thing I'm trying to tell you is let your yeses be yeses into consenting your life to Christ. That's the only way you're going to get to heaven. That's the only way you're going to find your true identity of citizenship in heaven. The enemy is trying to is going to try to entice you of consenting into being your identity to be hacked into and your identity to be stolen. Amen. And so that's the type of thing I do not want to partake because it stole me for years. He stole me for years of my life and my identity. But there's so many out there that is so easily to quickly make haste and speed and urgency to go to what the enemy has to offer. You can have a happy life. You can just come to me. I'll give you all that you want. Give you all the glory, all the power and all the honor. But that does not belong to us. The glory and the honor and the praise belongs to Jesus Christ for what he did on the cross. 
We think we've given an eternal, everlasting covenant we have with Him. And so, and, and down the line is what I, and you let your yeses be yeses, your noes be noes. So noes, I remember, uh, I remember getting in trouble at my youth. And I remember uh, uh, a lawyer told me, Eugene, how come you're always getting in trouble, man? And I told him, I don't know. It's just the easiest thing to fall into. It's so easy to do bad and ha so hard to do good, sir. And he goes, well, can I tell you a little bit of something? And it's very easy. You ever tried saying no? You ever tried saying no to those people that you're hanging around with? That are, they, don't, they don't love you? You ever saying, do you ever tried saying, no, I'm good. I'm not going to roll with you tonight. I'm not going to even roll at all. And I sat there and I thought about it. I really sat back and I'm like, you know what? You got a good point. The most powerful word to say is no to the enemy. You got more power over the enemy than the enemy have more power over you in the name of Jesus. Jesus so even quotes in the Bible, let your yeses be yeses and noes be noes. But you need to be wise in the Lord. Not your own eyes, because your own eyes got you where you're at. So let lean on the Lord's wisdom and, and knowledge and discernment between what's yes and no's. And you see, in verse of what Jesus quotes in the Bible tells us what yeses our yeses should be yes and what our no's should be no also. See, depart from evil and fear the Lord. Fear the Lord in a way that the, you know what the Lord is capable of doing. The Lord can kill the body and the soul. So I'd rather stand with the Lord. And I encourage those to take consideration of your ways. I've been where you're at. It sucks. I know it hurts. The pain hurts. The past hurts. But your past is a, not a life sentencing. It's a learning lesson to get you where your destination needs to be. Amen. And you see in point C, the scriptures of verses between 10 and 14 shows us a group who are careless in their ways. A generation who rebel, steal, kill and destroy. Who lack knowledge. They're empty headed people. Hard headed, hard hearted. They don't want nothing. They don't want what God has to offer. So they fill their own devices of ways of pleasure, of sin, and spoilness in one person as a group. So the enemy's got these little camps of people that he already has their mind controlled and their heart controlled totally. It could be these youth. Look at the way the youth are growing up in this life. There's killings going on all around the world. There's Christians being persecuted. The lifestyle of a Christian is a struggled life. But thank you, Jesus, because in the end, for those who hold on and stand fast and stay strong and stand firm, you have full entry of a good word to be spoken into your life when you meet the Lord. Well done, faithful servant. You don't want to get a barely made it in type of Christian. This is a group about people who are careless in their ways. No knowledge. No heart of beatingness, just a heart of stone, not a heart of flesh. They don't even have a spirit anymore, and it's dying. And you see, it's a generation that does not have, who, who lacks the knowledge of the Holy One. Who's the Holy One? Jesus. 
And you see, the enemy hides the price tag. He gives you what you want of your flesh, what your flesh mostly wants, those devices. Connects you into a virtual reality of a matrix. And you see, it takes the Holy One to give us such knowledge. It takes the Holy One to come die on the cross for our sins and pay the price and pay the debt so that we can see clearly and who's our real enemy. And you see, and it says here, brothers and sisters, see, they do not want to gain understanding, nor do they accept correction. See, D, they do not consider that their ways are crooked and corrupted. God wants us to get understanding, accept correction, and obedience. Amen? I'm going to read down here. Almost done. So bear with me, brothers and sisters. So verse 15. My son, do not walk in the way with them. Keep your foot from their path. For their feet run to evil. And they make haste to shed blood. Surely in vain the net is spread in the sight of any bird. But they lie in wait for their own blood. They lurk secretly for their own lives. And it says in verse 19, the last verse of this chapter, on, on this chapter. Uh, so are the ways of everyone who is greedy for gain. It takes away the life of its owners. See what happens when you play games with the enemy. Playing keeps. Playing in a, in, a, in a table that is full of destruction and strife. And I want to tell you something. I sat at that table for years. And boy, did it suck. Boy, did it ruin everything. The enemy has society secret places. And those are real. Witchcraft. Demonic. Religiously demonic fallen things. Witchcraft. Brujaria in Spanish. Witchcraft. All the dark magic and all that stuff that's demonic. The enemy uses those stuff that he is so clever and devilish in using and to deceiving mankind. And it makes it sound so well on the outside. And here you are. And we go back to the Garden of Eden. The enemy was like a polishing, deceiving serpent and made the fruit sound so sweet and good just because the way it looked. But he realized once uh, man was questioning and doubting God's word and the commandment was, one commandment, do not eat from this tree which is that contains the God, knowledge of good and evil. You can have any other tree. You're going to live. But if you touch this, you're going to die. What does that mean? Not just by physical, spiritually. It was a separation connection from God and man. God can see you. But it hurt the fact that what the connection was destroyed. Your sin that spread into you, the iniquity that became your ruin. So let's be careful where you set your eyes upon. And those who you set your eyes upon too, who you look up to, you want to, I'll tell you about, well, there's a saying, uh, a feet that matches your neck. Every part of your body, it should match what you preach and what you speak and what you say. But it took the Holy One who fully had every part of his body connected. Some of us walk with no arms, legs, Missing eyes, missing ears. Amen. But Jesus became man. 
100% man, and he was God. All of us didn't, cannot compare how he became man. It took old Adam, old Adam made a mess, and the new Adam cleaned up the mess. And he did it with his life. And he paid the debt. And so point two, do not walk in the way of unrighteousness. So the reason we should depart from the sinful way and acts is because the damage it could do upon ourselves. See, you want to write that down. The damage it could do upon ourselves. See, verse 15, and it says that. My son, do not walk in the way with them. Do not walk in the way of unrighteousness and filthiness. You're more than that. You're worth more than what you think you say you are. In verse 16, for their feet run to evil and they make haste to shed blood. You see, they make haste to shed blood. They're so hasteful, speed, urgency. They don't think. They just go. For those who like driving fast cars, brother, let me tell you something. You should be cautious how you drive your Lamborghini, amen? <laughs> I love to drive cars too myself. I love to drive fast. But I will not be so urgently hasteful that's going to kill me. Where I'm, where I'm from, I'm from the state of Idaho, born and raised here my whole life. I've seen people drive that love to drive fast cars, get in wrecks and kill themselves. All because they're drinking and driving behind the wheel. And the majority in this state is all youth. How heartbreaking, amen? How heartbreaking it is to see a generation who are careless in their ways. See, the ways they make and how they move Hasteful definitions meaning excessive speed or urgency of movement or action. You ever hear that quote, actions speak louder than words? Well, dang right it does. An action, it all depends on what kind of action you're responding. How you're, and you're hasting in bad action movements and it's going to get you killed. It's going to, the enemy the enemy's fortresses is like that. So hasteful. It says here in point C. The way they spread at the way they spread nets towards others, they don't realize that they set a trap upon themselves. So for those who out there want to play for keeps and want to look at like the enemy does post it up, let me tell you, the enemy's got a net spread back behind your back. Y'all, those who want to say, oh, uh, I'm all about that triple six. Let me tell you, triple six ain't got nothing on me in the name of Jesus. The devil is a punk. The devil's a punk. I'll tell you that in the name of Jesus. I wonder, and I told another brother, his name is Matt, and he's right here with me. And I told me and my brother Matt, we were walking one time and we were chopping it up about the Lord. I said, sometimes I wonder when the enemy dece was deceiving the third of heaven and when they went with them, that we're all put in high heels. So now God put them in high heels. Hell heels. <laughs> See, the Lord has a sense of humor too. The Lord loves you. He loves you so much. More than you ever think. And it says, uh, they don't realize that they set a trap upon themselves. That's in verse 17 through 18. And it says, surely in vain, the net is spread in the sight of any bird. All those bird catchers out there. So you look at it in a spiritual way. Those 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 dudes out there, those vatos out there that in the gang life, we were all about rivalry. 
Man, let's, let's catch you, man. I'm going to catch you on the rebound. I'm going to catch you slipping. I'm going to spread a net. That's how we used to talk. That's how it used to be. But not realizing if I kill him, I'm killing me. And how I'm killing me? The devil laughing right behind me. The devil loves to start quarrels and situations where he, all he, has to, he doesn't even have to present himself. He just sees a little bit of an issue and he throws it in there and he watches the savages we are. Fighting over and killing each other. So hasteful, without even thinking. No, 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 not a brain of knowledge to think, but a heart so quick into hate and 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 fall into deceivement. And, and D. Pursuing and hasteful desire for greediness, see, leads to being spiritually dying in your ways. Then eventually death completely. You see. You know, what is that quote? No pain, no gain. <laughs> you need to, and let me tell you who's a pain taker and gains all of it in the end for you to get to heaven. You see, there's a greedy for gain, a lot of greediness for money, the love of money. People say, well, the, root, the money is root of all evil. Yeah, it's the root of all evil, but how you use it and how you set your eyes upon it. See, Mankind destroyed all this. We destroyed all this. The savages we are. We cause this sinful disease. And it spread like wildfire. And it took Jesus upon himself to go on the cross and say, man, I can imagine getting nails in your hands and your feet and shedding all nothing but all the blood coming out of your body that you have no more blood to even spill out. So I said, uh, there is actually a, a proof evidence that Jesus, when he was whipped, bruised, beaten, badly bruised, you couldn't identify this man. But they hung him anyways. And I read a statement. And they did the math, they did mathematical of how much blood is in a person. And he bled all that he had to bleed. And then it took the Roman soldier to spear him on the side, and no blood came out, nothing but water. See, there's, there's a percent of us that holds a percent of blood in our body. And the enemy's draining our blood like a mosquito that he is. Plants you with diseases, gets in return your life source. So, don't pursue in haste desires for greediness. Don't fight for a throne that's not even yours. Stop killing each other in these lives, in these streets. I'm pretty sure in London... Uh, and in and, and South Africa and all those other areas and all the continents of the world, there's greedy for gain that they're fighting over. A throne that is not yours. Don't touch that throne. It'll cost you your life. A real righteous throne is established by righteousness. And we don't establish that by righteousness. It is Jesus Christ that establishes the throne that is fully righteous. Only God sits that high. Amen. And so that's the rest that I have left to say before closing. I want to go ahead and open in prayer for you. Uh, closing in prayer. Thank you, Jesus, for reminding me. So the closing is, do not consent into the circles around, uh, around, uh, no, do not consent into the crowd, circles, crowds of those who take pleasure in sin. Who let us, see, let us be kingdom minded with the mind of Christ. Amen. 
And I want to share the last script. I want to give you the last scripture before you leave. I want you to encourage you to write down Matthew 5, 37. That right there. Yeses and nos. Let's go ahead and read that. A chew on it. And read the whole chapter if you have to in the name of Jesus. So let's go ahead and bow our heads. And let's go ahead and give the Lord all the glory, all the honor, all the praise for this moment, this opportunity, this night. And I pass this on to you. This is free 99 stuff. This is, man, you ain't got to pay for this to hear it. You ain't got to pay to hear the word of God. So don't let no one deceive you wherever you're at, what church you're attending. Don't let the pastor control you. Don't let the pastor try to rule over you into, into investing for the word of God. Be aware of false prophets, false teachers, false ministers, and false people who pretend to be like Christ. Be careful. The, day, the enemy is out there for keeps. And that keep is your soul. So be careful. Always have the Holy Spirit with you into discerning and testing the spirits. Father God, we come before you right now in the name of Jesus. I pray for those who are listening, God. I pray for the backslider, the sinful, wicked man. I pray for all the righteous man and the lukewarm Christian that are out there. I pray for all these categories, Father God, that those who are not left out, Father. I pray for those who are outcast in their lives, God, that they find you. Send your humble servants around the globe, around this earth, God, and those who are a few that are chosen to answer the calling to go out and take the land for you, Jesus, to bring souls in. There's always room in to God's family, and I pray for those who, who don't have a family of their own, who lost their family in the wrecks, etc., whatever the circumstances, God, I pray over their life that, that you love them, that the love of Jesus, Holy Spirit, that you let them know that God loves them. And I pray this over in this message to their lives right now. Invest me to their lives of you, Jesus. And I pray in the name of Jesus, uh, watch over them. Keep them safe, safe dwellings. So wherever they're going, wherever they're at, and wherever they're walking to, keep them safe in this life. And thank you, Jesus. Give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. Thank you for what you did on the cross and remembrance and giving you reverence. Always, God, and when you resurrected the third day, you took the keys back from hell and Satan's was defeated. Death is not our destination stop. Everlasting life is our destination with you, Jesus. And I pray that over their lives. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.